Hello, welcome to the Thack Daddy Experience. I'm your host, the motherfucking Thack Daddy. <laughs> and today, this show is all about revealing the secret ingredient to expanding your consciousness to the point where you can exist and not exist simultaneously. Oh, wait, wrong. <clears throat> I'm just fucking around. Oh, Chainsaw Man episode 10 man Bruised and battered It's fucking ridiculous um, They start off the episode Eating all of Aki's apples While he's laid up in the hospital uh, Obviously he gets to know That uh, The only Only Kobeni That shrimp and glasses dude survived and the description was provided by denji which is why i like denji because <laughs> uh, you know who he's talking about um, and um it's kind of fucked up because you know you see him in a hospital bed asking the sword how much time he has left until basically he you know dies so two years isn't a lot of time. Um, you know, Himino probably knew about it, or maybe she didn't. I don't know if that's a potential plot point of her awareness of it, or if they don't really care. That was something I thought about. Was like she gave her life for his, even. And what if she knew he was gonna die in two years? Like it didn't even matter. So it's fucked up. Um. And then, you know, you get Denji thinking about how shitty he is. Like, he's wondering if he's a shitty person because he he doesn't react uh, strongly to death. But, I mean, I feel like pretty much all he had in the world was Pochita and it became his heart. So his heart might have been different. I mean, at several points in the show, you know, he's always accused of a certain level of inhumanity. Whereas when you hear his aspirations, he's like... You know, I have a place to eat, I have a place to sleep, I have food, I'm warm, I'm safe, I'm taken care of. So, I'll keep doing this shitty, crazy, fucked up job just because, you know, relative to his prior, prior and previous circumstances, he was an individual who had to kill devils anyway and live like shit. So, he's basically doing what he used to do, but he's more powerful and he can have a life. Anyway, um... So those two people showed up, um, and it's those two agents. I, I forgot their names. I call them K and T anyway, but, uh, K and T come in and, um, you know, you start bugging on them a little bit. Talking about how you know Special Division Four is made out of lunatics and all of that, but you know I think he's just focused on killing the Gun Devil. Anyway, uh, a couple times trying to cut out of the, the room, Denji mentioned uh, that he had to see Makima for something. So now this is where it gets super great because I also forget this guy's name too. So you know. Um, and, and the thing about, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like the subtitle thing. But, you know, sometimes when you forget people's names, 
I mean, sometimes if you really pay attention to a show, you don't literally get their name unless you <laughs> unless you have sh- subtitles on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like, I would love to know the character's name. And, you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass when you, you're trying to figure out, you know, the names of characters. You know what I mean? Um... I just got like so distracted by my own lack of brain power. Wow. Anyway. Um, and it is weird too. Like why are they so obsessed with Denji's heart? Why does the gun devil want Denji's heart? What does Denji's heart provide? What does Denji's heart do? You know what I mean? Um... Unless, of course, you read the manga, then whatever. But I don't have anything to do with that. Um, I just, you know, just trying to figure out what the fuck this guy's name. Because I think he's one of the coolest characters I've ever seen in a show. You know what I mean? In terms of, he's just a normal human, but he's a, a devil hunter. I mean, the guy's abilities are, are through the roof. Like, he's instantly top level oh KNT or Karose and Tendo I still call them KNT because uh, I lack certain attention abilities what this means is that Mr. Daxton here uh, the Dak Daddy he has problems paying attention yeah that, that kind of happens but, um, that fucking guy, man. Like, so, I guess this guy is Kishibe. Kishibe's fucking insane, alright? You know, he starts giving a speech to these characters, and he's like, uh... Because he's supposed to be the best devil hunter. Um... <laughs> And, you know, he tells them, you know, straight up, you know, all I'm, you've got to call me sensei. I love that. Um, I like booze, women, and killing devils. And then it looks like he's hugging these motherfuckers. He proceeds to just kill them, which is just fucked up. Um, but then he, you know, he goes to a whole nother level and um, spends many hours Killing him in power over and over again. He gives them blood. They get up. He kills them again. Um, and I'm just like, wow, man. Denji's died. That the chick puke in his mouth. Um, he's over there groping everyone around him because I mean he groped power. He groped Makima, and he pukishly made out with Himino. Like he's all over the place. Which is weird because he's underage. So in the American context, poor Denji's, they need to protect him. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, <laughs> they need to protect that boy. Um, 
So this fool died. I don't know how many fucking times. Uh, Power told him like maybe 20. The way Power woke him up was the fucking funniest shit ever. My man's laying there like basically sort of dead but coming back to life. Yo, she jumps on top of this fool and she just starts bashing his face in. And he actually woke up from that shit. He started screaming. (laughs) And then they decided how they wanted to like deal with that Kishibe guy. I mean, um, but his name never comes up. I mean, I've never actually seen his name in any of the episodes. I sort of Googled his name because um, they do that. Stories do that. Like, even in American cinema, you know, I'm like, I didn't know that fucking guy's name. No one ever said this fucking dude's name. Is it on a piece of paper? Did I not pay attention to the fucking movie? I don't fucking know. Anyway. So these two brain trusts decide that they're going to fucking crush this guy because he's just going to keep torturing them. So the fight choreography, when he arrives the following day to the hotel room and, like, attempts to attack them, and, um, I mean, it's looking good initially. Like, they have a pretty solid attack going, and, um, of course, he just fucks them up. And then he makes a fake promise, and then he violates that promise, and it's comical. Um... You know, they had, like, a weird little emotional part with Aki and Hamino's sister brought a letter to Aki that, you know, it's like letters she sent to her sister. And she was always trying to get him to get out. That, yeah, they could go after the gun devil but not stay in public safety. And, um, I don't know. So, poor Aki goes underground and he has to get a weapon because he's considered endangered because basically the the katana devil you know what I've been calling the blade devil that guy he cut that demon or devil fox cone he cut him in half after cone had eaten him during their original fight so he can't summon Cone anymore, which a KNT made him try to do in the hotel room. So now he's in this underground place. And, um. They just show you, you know, they say all sorts of fucked up shit. Like somebody gave up their eyes and hearing and other shit. Um, just to, you know, be able to borrow the abilities of the devil or whatever. But. Aki's in there, this thing has a big rotating eye like in its stomach area and he sticks his head in and that's how it sees the future and this thing starts fucking laughing. And I was like, all I need to do is live in your right eye. And he was like, I've seen your future and it's totally fucked and and Aki doesn't care. But, you know, it's interesting because then you're imagining, well, what the fuck happened? And it was going to tell him too. Um, I mean, the choreography, the action, the violence, it was all very exciting. I mean, this episode was done. I feel like like the relationship between anime and American action cinema has gotten so intense. The exchange of ideas that, you know, the influence are fluctuating back and forth. But this thing was, was sh- I mean, it's incredible. You have to understand that every single thing is drawn. So they have to, in their, you know, you mentally have to map out every single represented representation of perspective 
in a combat field or area where the people are superpowered. So it, it gives them flexibility to the environments and the context of the story. Yeah, at the same time, it's insane. And um, this is one of my favorite episodes of the show um, because, you know, shit gets really real. Um, I, I, I'll, I was telling someone the other day, I think the last three episodes of Chainsaw Man are like worthy of like a cinematic release they can edit it so it's you know it just flows more like a film than a show but it could totally be edited that way because it really has a tremendously awesome cool reservoir dogs meets akira you know type vibe to it um so i love this episode Episode 10, start of the the best trifecta then between a 10 and a 12 episode in at least most of the anime that I've seen besides Zero Experiments Lane. Like, the last episodes of that just went so fucking hard. Anyway, so episode 11 is called Mission Start. So, <laughs> again, you know, Aki, so, you know, he sticks his head in there. And then uh, this thing starts laughing. And when it says, uh, the reason all I want to do is live inside your right eye is because uh, (laughs) your death in the fucking future will be the worst. So isn't that wonderful? Uh, But he gets his new power. So then you see some kind of like Yakuza guy meeting with Makima and... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's later. My head is all wrapped up in, in those scenes, man. Like, uh, that happened shortly after this. Like, basically, she meets with that Kishibe guy. Um, he's so awesome. Um, and he threatens her and calls her a liar. And he says if she's lying just so that he could, like, kill things when there's another agenda going on, he will kill her. So he's definitely a badass dude because he's completely aware of her, her ability to squish people. I don't really know if there's a, a way around her whole, you know, watered down mutant version of a a death note. Because, I mean, she needs the name and she needs a person, a body. She needs a sac. I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking nuts, actually. Um... But anyway, he's taking them and their, you know, special division four or what's left of them, you know, to uh, kill this blade devil, this katana devil. Um, so T from K and T, Tendo, Tendo starts, you know, they cut to a scene where Tendo's popping shit um, about Aki. Aki said, if you feel like laughing because I fail in, in, in trying to kill the gun devil, you know, go ahead. I don't care what you think of me. Um, and basically to surmise, the guy was like, you're a dick, but you're cool anyway. Remember, everyone in Special Division 4 is insane. So then you see, now this part was really, really fucking gully. Makima pulls up on a, like on this Yakuza. Now the Yakuza are surrounding her. They're looking at her. She's the only woman in the room. They're being funny with her. 
And they almost seem like they want to kill her. And, you know, she's doing the whole asking for names type deal. And I'm like, yo, she's going to get those prisoners and she's just going to kill these fucking guys. Um, It's weird because it's like it, her ability uses... It uses um, a sacrifice to make a sacrifice. So it's like a law of equivalent. Uh, I said equivalent. <laughs> equivalent. What the fuck is equivalent? It kind of sounds catchy. No, it doesn't. Anyway. So like a law of equivalent exchange type situation, right? So you have a life for a life, but she gets the name. And the life she wants taken gets taken and the sacrifices is the person um the prisoners that she gets provided to her by public safety so the guy's talking a lot of shit to her saying you know i'm not really interested in that the other families in other countries or even just in in japan you know we're keeping the russians and the chinese mafia away you know we're a necessary evil and all of this stuff but then he blows smoke in her face. And then he calls her dumb. And then she puts a bag on the table. He looks at the bag, says, you know, I'm not taking a bribe for this. And she says, this is no bribe. These are the eyes of lovers, friends, parents, children, wives, husbands, grandparents. Anyone that we know you care about. And don't worry. We have someone at public safety who can put them back with proper cooperation. You know, and motherfuckers was hovering. She started staring at people and they they were nose bleeding. And that's when I was like, hold up. I, I thought her abilities were limited to using the sacrifice. How is she making this fool's nosebleed? So I haven't figured that part out um, at all. I just think she's fucking really scary. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they cut back to you know Denji and them, and uh, Denji's talking shit about. He calls the katana the katana. I'm sorry about all that. I really am katana devu. Sideburns man. Denji calls the katana devil Sideburns man. So I think that's funny. I mean I didn't actually notice Sideburns on the guy. Um, so I think it's kind of comical because Denji's probably serious. Anyway. Um, they have these different fiends. So I might have mentioned in the last podcast about Chainsaw Man that you know the grandson of the original dickhead who murdered Denji is not a katana devil and this asshole also has a bunch of zombies like in that same hotel at the you know in the basement whatever and those zombies are getting completely destroyed and they have these different types of fiends um and one devil they have a shark fiend and this guy is incredible like he his head turns into a shark he goes through all these zombie bodies and he just devours them like he's in water he swims through the blood like it's water i mean that's a lot of blood um 
the violence fiend, dude. This guy starts ripping people, and he just gets amped, and he just starts destroying motherfuckers. I mean, the whole sequence, you see them, and I'm like, can they get a show? And, oh, man. Is that a possible setup for, you know, what if Denji has to fight one of these motherfuckers? Because their abilities are super weird. And the angel devil, very strange, but if she gets too close to you, you your life drains out of you. So, all in all, I think that makes them fucking awesome. Um, and you see the same thing again. You see Aki doing what? Oh, wow. Mid-podcast, I just figured it out. When all those guys were dropping and Aki was surprised, it wasn't because he was doing it. It was fucking Makima. She got the names of the guys. Nice. Yeah, sometimes I'm just a little slow with things like that, but. There's a lot of information circulating in this particular consciousness that I currently am, uh, you know, borrowing in this existence. So, um, based on the cylinders and the neurons firing properly at all times, which they do not. Um, cool. I thought Aki was exhibiting her ability, but she just fucking pimped those fucking Yakuza and they ratted out their homies and they all got washed out. Wow. Poor Katana Man and Snake Woman. Snake Woman's actually some chick named Sawatari. I still don't know the name of this guy. I just call him the, the Katana Devil. So anyway. Um, so Aki, you know, they, they entered the hotel. Special Division 4. Aki goes in. He's dropping fools of what I thought he was. When really it was just Makima from a distance. Um... So, you know, Aki's going in one direction and he comes up against Sawatari, who has heavy, which means snake. And uh, while he is carving the shit out of this fucking attack, he's basically being attacked now by Hamino's devil, her ghost devil. And it's choking the ever-living shit out of him. And that's how they wanted to end the fucking episode. So the snake chick. Oh, great. Good job. Instant move is to use his friend's devil to kill him. I mean, and it is choking the shit out of him. You start the next episode, episode 12, Katana versus Chainsaw, which has an awesome title because you know the shit's going down. The episode starts with Aki being choked to death again, you know, and that shit is fucked up. And he's remembering eating with Hamino, and she offers him a cigarette, but he, he doesn't smoke it because he's underage, but she says she's going to hold on to it for him. And um, he's let go. The ghost devil lets him go. And, um... It's fucked up. It lets him go and a, and a cigarette rolls out of its hand. And it says Easy Revenge on it. And you know it's from Hamino. And, uh, he remembers that whole scene. And he remembers that Hamino said if you don't have any fear, 
the ghost devil doesn't sense you. Um, and you know, it's crazy because it doesn't sense him and he just walks right up to it, goes all the way up to his head, cuts its head off. And you know, Tawataris was like about to do the heavy attack and then, oh shit, out of nowhere, who shows up? Kobeni. I mean, I'm sorry, man. She's a little wacky, but she be pulling up on people. And she pulled up on Salvatari and was ready to pop her ass. Literally, Aki had to tell her, no, don't kill this bitch. Now, he didn't say it that way, but it would have been funnier if he did. Just an opinion, not reality. Reality is not opinion, and opinion is not reality. Neither is actually real. Anyway. I mean, so that's the great way to start a fucking episode. Um, another funny Kobeni thing is he asked her why did she stay in public safety. She said, because the bonuses are coming up. Bonuses. Aww. Shout out to regular show. Anyway, so funny, man. Um, <laughs> she's keeping it fucking... 2023 real I'll put up with demons And all sorts of crazy shit Bonuses are coming Need that Fake loot Cause it's real out here <laughs> So um, The exciting part is you know Denji and Power now they cut to them Getting onto their floor and of course, Power is feeling herself from all the training with that Kashibe dude. And she starts fucking people up. And she's telling Denji to watch, but he just bounces. And when he bounces, he runs into the Katana Devil. And the Katana Devil has the nerve to tell him, Oh yeah, you know, maybe you should be doing something else. Um, you should let us kill you because you killed my grandfather. And you're a piece of shit and all this stuff. Like, you're morally corrupt. You've lost your heart. You don't have any sense of feeling. You know, you can't, you know, even I feel bad when I kill a devil that was once human. I know it was once human. And he just says he wants an apology and wants to kill Denji and do all this crazy shit. And then he says some shit and it's funny to me. So, you know, um, and the Kadana devil guy's like, let us just kill you. And Denji's like, nah. And that's all he said. And they start fighting. And man, they're fighting over buildings, rooftops, on tops of trains. They're knocking each other through billboards and shit. But the train is where it gets sick. They smash up into the train. That dude does his little special squat move. Like, you know, he's like a samurai cutting motherfuckers up. He cuts off one of Denji's fucking arms. Then this son of a bitch cuts another arm. Then when he sees Denji's armless, he says, I want an apology. And he starts popping shit. And um, he came right towards them, and then, you know, they clashed. You see Denji's chainsaw breaking and shit. Oh, man. Oh, well. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. You know, um, and, and then he, he makes a reference to, like, his training because he's just like, you know, beasts are predictable. And, you know, he ended up cutting my man clean the fucking half. And, um, 
So that was fucking so awesome. And then the best part was like at the end. So you know how I ranted and raved about, you know, homeboy kicking people in the nuts. I don't know. I really think you should actually watch it, even if you don't watch Chainsaw Man. Just put, like, you know, the last episode, Denji and Aki kicking nuts. Um, nah, fuck that, man. Um, Katana Devil got what he deserved and had, a, you know, basically a requiem of his screams you know, rippling through the air as he's kicked violently in the nuts by, like, these two fucking lunatics. And that's how the fucking season basically ends. I mean, there's, like, some extra cutscene type stuff and all of that. But, you know, overall, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, um... Sawatari seems like she got decapitated, um... And what else happens? They do a kind of like, you know, end of the movie thing that kind of sags into the next season. Like, basically, they um, got 1.4 kilograms of the gun devil and combined it with the five they had, which in combination or tandem now allows them to track the main body of the gun devil. Because the gun devil is trying to obtain Denji's heart for some unknown purpose. So this nicely sets up the the next season. My favorite ending song is still from episode 10. This is a decent ending song. Unlike most anime, uh, Chainsaw Man changes his ending song. It looks like almost every episode as far as I can recall. But they keep the dope banging ass kickback song as the opener. And that's the shit. Um... Then you see Aki sitting on his balcony and he finally smokes that easy revenge cigarette. And then you see Denji dreaming and here you hear Pochita telling him not to open that door. So we don't know what that door is, but whatever that door is, it seems like it encapsulates or entails some sort of power play. Um, but yeah, um... This show is fucking awesome. This fucking season was awesome. I can't look, you know, I look so much forward to the next season. Hopefully I'm still alive uh, whenever they wrap that up because, you know, life is a fickle friend. So, you know, enjoy your fickle friends out there, people. Um, it's a short, insane journey. And whatever light you can shine or whoever you can shine it on, do it. And if you don't, fuck it. It'll be what it'll be. But this show is the best. Is Best of what? You know? There's so many different types of show. I fucking enjoy the show. I think it's definitely kick-ass. And I look forward to the next season. Uh, I hope it didn't completely ruin it for you. But, you know, words and seeing are two different things. And I was already told that there are no rules for podcasting. And no one gives a fuck about spoilers. So, you know... If you follow me this long or this far, then fine. If no one in the world listens to this, that's fine, too. I'm sure, you know, some AI rejects in the future matrix can laugh at my absurdity along with the trillions of other bits of information that they process. Did that soullessly capture? Because I, I don't want to imply that machines are soulless. I think that everything that exists has some sort of vitality or spirit. But having said that... um. 
I don't think it's quite the comparable experience of existence. Anyway, this stack daddy popping shit. Sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, Coca-Cola. It's alright. Hey. Alright, see I'm segueing into bullshit. Love you guys. Thank you all for listening. Thanks all you who don't listen. And I'll be doing much more shit. Hopefully. Peace out. This is the Doc Daddy. Ah, ah, ah.